It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story. An early childhood taxing district? What on earth is that? The latest in politics and world affairs. I don't think that we should be passing legislation that is so complicated that people kind of throw up their hands and say, oh, I can't understand it. Today's current opinions and ideas. It's not fair that just because you're big business that you get a break on this and the little guy doesn't. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured. You're valued. You have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team that I get to work with. That's producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Echo, Charlie, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Friday, producer Steve. Yeah, it's Friday. I I can't complain about that. <laughs> and you did some uh, some uh, train volunteering yesterday. Yes, how was that? It was a little warm, or what was the day <laughs> like out at the the uh, the railroad museum? You know, we do ten trips a day, which just means that we board the train ten times and take the guests on a ride around the property. And I said a couple times as the people are, are boarding, I said, you know, we put on these very hot clothes on a very hot day and you know in in the guise of volunteering it's like we must be nuts <laughs> yes we must be nuts i think so it's probably pretty warm but just think about it there were people that used to not have a a choice um in the railroad industry that's right that, uh, yeah very very true yep did i happen to say thank you to the listeners i got a bunch of things going on in my mind so i'm going to do it again just in case i didn't and that is i so appreciate each and every one of you you are valued you're treasured today strive for excellence take care of your heart your soul your mind and your body my friends we were clearly made for this moment and uh, be sure and check out america's veteran stories this sunday 3 p.m it is a book review that we did with Colonel Bill Rutledge, retired United States Air Force, regarding Indestructible. It's a, that is a book by John Brunning, and it's a, a story about a World War II um, veteran, and that is Pappy Gunn. It is an absolutely fascinating story, so be sure and check that out. Uh, let's see here. Let's get over here to the word of the day. And is quagmire. This was from one of our listeners, and it is a noun. It is a bog that has a surface that yields when stepped on, which is also called a quagmire, or a difficult or precarious situation from which extrication is almost impossible. It seems like with the new charges uh, against um, President Trump, it is uh, they're trying to get him into a quagmire where he will not be able to run for office again for president what do you think steve and yet he's still in all the polls he's leading <laughs> yeah that's uh, they they must be banging their heads against the wall right now trying to figure this out but uh, regarding quagmire both of your usages there or the definitions i've seen both i've experienced both neither one is fun uh-huh I, really so you've experienced a bog like that huh because you're from back in pennsylvania so they have those back there well, I, it might have been out here too as well. I mean, you just get your you get yourself into a situation. I guess you could even say getting stuck in the snow is almost you know a, a quagmire. quagmire. Yeah, very well done, well done, producer Steve. 
Okay, show comes to you because of a lot of great sponsors, and one of those is Hooters Restaurants. They have five locations, Loveland, Aurora, Lone Tree, Westminster, and Colorado Springs. A uh, great place to get together with friends for lunch Monday through Friday or happy hour because they have specials there. And uh, how they became partners of the show, it's a really important story about freedom and free markets and capitalism, and that is at my website on the sponsor tab. You can surely check that out. But again, I really appreciate their sponsorship for the shows. And uh, again, that's Hooters Restaurants. Let's get over here to uh, the quote of the day. And it is from Melvin E. Biddle, United States Army Medal of Honor recipient, born 1923, died in 2010. We are taking these quotes from the Medal of Honor uh, quote book that was um, compiled and published by the Center for American Values. Uh, that They are located in Pueblo, Colorado on the beautiful Riverwalk. And uh, they focus on a couple of things. One of those is the the portraits of valor, the, our Medal of Honor recipients, and it really is it's so inspiring. I highly recommend you take a trip to Pueblo and just standing in front of these portraits and looking at these quotes and just thinking what these men have gone through uh, is uh, very inspiring, particularly for the battle of ideas that we are engaged in today. But also then um, Drew Dix uh, and Brad Padula, the co-founders of the Center for American Values, wanted to pay it forward, if you will, make sure that we are informing and educating our next generation about these great American values of honor, integrity, and patriotism. So you can get more information by going to centerforamericanvalues.org. And our quote for today, then, uh, I will give you the... Citation for Melvin E. Biddle, and it goes like this. It says, he displayed conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity in action against the enemy near Soy, Belgium, on 23 and 24 December 1944. Serving as a lead scout during an attack to relieve the enemy-encircled town of Houghton, he aggressively penetrated a densely wooded area, advanced 400 yards until he came within range of intense enemy rifle fire and within 20 yards of enemy enemy positions um, and killed three snipers with unerring marksmanship. Marksmanship, excuse me. Courageously continuing his advance an additional 200 yards, he discovered a hostile machine gun position and dispatched its two occupants. He then located the approximate position of a well-concealed enemy machine gun nest and crawling forward through hand grenades, which killed two Germans and fatally wounded a third. Steve, I want to just ask you a question about that. I guess with baseball, you know, players practice a lot with precision or a quarterback throwing to a wide receiver. It takes a lot of practice, but how can you imagine under enemy fire crawling along and then lobbing a grenade and really hitting your, your mark? I'm, I find that pretty amazing. Uh, what, what do you think? Well, with an exploding device, you know, uh, what do they say? Close, like in, you know, close as in hand grenades and, and horseshoes. Or horseshoes and hand grenades. You only have to be in a prox- general proximity. It's not like you know when you see uh, the quarterback throw that f- football, you know, through that little circle in practice field right. or something like that. This is slightly different. You, you don't just have, have to have be quite that precision. The explosive power of that weapon and you know the ability to generate shrapnel like it does. You just have to be close. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So close, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I've tried to throw the baseball in the backyard, and it's not even close. So that's why I think I'm impressed by that. So, Well, you th- you throw like a girl. I throw like a girl. I do. 
After signaling his company to advance, he entered a determined line of enemy defense coolly and deliberately shifted his position and shot three more enemy soldiers. Undaunted by enemy fire, he crawled within 20 yards of a machine gun nest, tossed his last hand grenade into the position, and after the explosion, charged the emplacement firing his rifle. When night fell, he scouted enemy positions alone for several hours and returned with valuable information which enabled our attacking infantry and armor to knock out two enemy tanks. At daybreak, he again led the advance, and when flanking elements were pinned down by enemy fire, without hesitation, made his way toward a hostile machine gun position and from a distance of 50 yards killed the crew and two supporting riflemen. The remainder of the enemy, finding themselves without automatic weapon support, fled panic-stricken. Private First Class Biddle's intrepid courage and super, uh, superb daring during his 20-hour action enabled his battalion to break the en- enemy grasp on Houghton with a minimum of casualties. Okay, he was probably operating a lot on adrenaline, but I'm just thinking here, you know, what he was doing at night is like everyone else is sleeping. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I'm scouting enemy positions. And, yeah. Oh, my. 20 hours, uh, you know, in this day and age with the eight-hour work week, uh, with breaks and paid sick leave and all that, it's just... These guys were men. So anyway, he said this. We are extremely to live in a nation. We are extremely lucky to live in a nation where the dreams for our lives can be fulfilled. And that, my friends, is why it's a good idea to stand for the national anthem uh, if you happen to be a United States uh, women's soccer player. (laughs) Good one. Yes. They certainly have drawn their share of, well, more than their share of fire. Or, no, wait, what's the best way to say that? They have drawn Attention. a lot of fire, and maybe it's a good thing. Uh, yes, um, I'm not interested in watching any of the games. And uh, clearly, well, I was actually thinking about, am I even going to mention this? Because I don't want to continue to give it attention. But... It's not really, it's not just the women's soccer players. There are people that have been behind them, pumping them up to make this kind of decision on the world stage for years. It would be educators that instead of teaching them the whole picture about America and the beautiful idea of the American idea, has been tearing down America. So these 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 kids don't understand why they stand for the flag. And it's because there are those, like this Medal of Honor recipient, Melvin Biddle, who was willing to put it all on the line to fight evil and tyranny so that we could live in freedom, so that these girls could go after their dream. Just as he said, we are extremely lucky to live in a nation where the dreams for our lives can be fulfilled. Um, you know, we, I think we've all heard the terrible story of some of the Olympic athletes from Iran that didn't perform the way um, it, they were expected to. And, uh, and the consequences of that were, were pretty significant. The, the stories are that, that uh, they died because of that. So here are these girls. They get to go after their dream. Uh, they're on the world stage. And they show disrespect to our country. Uh, but, again, it's not them it's it, i really think that who i'm disappointed in is those that have have sowed that that doubt about our country um in their minds and uh it's been occurring in america for quite some time the veil is off on this but it's not just that it's all these people in their in their support group in the past steve 
Well, I take a look at uh, one of the first ones to draw our attention to to him was Colin Kaepernick. You know, did he come up with his his view on on all this all by himself, or was he coached? Oh, he was coached, obviously, clearly, clearly for many many years, and uh, again, and has no idea of those that have sacrificed. And um, so that he could he could play a a boy's sport as a man. He could play sports as a man and get paid to do it. I mean, wow, what a country, huh? And get paid handsomely to do it. So quite a country. So a great quote of the day. Uh, show comes to you because of wonderful sponsors. And one of those is Roger Mangan. And uh, he... His insurance team wants you to feel safe and well-served and to understand your insurance coverage and know that their office will respond to your call or text 24 hours a day. For that 24-hour peace of mind, call Roger Mangan at 303-795-8855. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's team is there. Rosie's doing it. So is Yvonne. Same with Lori. Michelle's been at it since February of last year. Jody started the year before that. And guess what? They're all saving by doing so. What's that? Oh, the doing part? They're using the Drive Safe and Save app from State Farm. Then they're saving up to 30% and more on their auto insurance. How about you? Are you ready to get at it and save? Call Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance at 303-795-8855. Don't delay. Call Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance at 303-795-8855 today. Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James Lyons-Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about Popular Rationalism at KimMunson.com. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. It's Friday! Indeed, it is Friday, and welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You'll get first look at our upcoming guests as well as our most recent essays. And we will have two essays this week. We'll have Brad Beck's essay. He was on earlier this week. And we'll be talking with Rick Turnquest here in just a few moments uh, as well. So it will be a Rick Turnquest Friday. And uh, he's written a super excellent essay. It is Free Market Capitalism versus Socialism. And uh, so both of those will be rolling out. Well, actually, I think that Rick's might already be on the website, but they'll both be in the n- newsletter this weekend. I he, got up at 1 o'clock this morning, but one of the first things— Because why? Uh, well, uh, who knows? Uh, <laughs> it just happens. But I had the thought, this, what kind of week is it when you started off with Brad Beck on Monday and you finish up with Rick Turnquest on Friday? It's a great week. And we've got another great week planned every week. Every week we've got a great week. But the, I think, to your point, it's an exceptional week. And then we had Liberty Toastmasters yesterday, too. 
That yeah. was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was uh, rocking. <laughs> it was uh, rolling and rocking, that's for sure. Let's see, Steve, a couple of things. You have been on it, and congratulations regarding the distraction machine that has been going on uh, and the whole UFO thing. Dave Walden yesterday, he was in studio uh, co-hosting with me as Liberty Toastmasters. He said, it seems like that there would be some proof, like some hard evidence uh, regarding this whole UFO thing. I thought that was a really ex- excellent point. Oh, it was. And, you know, with, when, what drew my attention to it was their their presentation style. The fact that we had to have a, another whistleblower. And we ha- they actually made the government the bad guy, that they must be hiding something from us. But again, my biggest complaint is the timing. At the time we're trying to get to the bottom of what's going on within the Biden crime family here we go and let's say oh let's have this hearing in front of congress or in a congressional committee why why now well you know you've you've nailed it it's the distraction of of this so that people are not looking they trying to make people look at the shiny object over object over here <laughs> instead of what really is occurring and that is what's the famous line the movie we all know pay no attention to the man, man behind, behind the, the curtain. curtain yes yes um from um um <laughs> Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. There you, there you go. Okay. Let's see. Another thing you said from a distraction is the CDC uh, says that there's a life-threatening food allergy. And I love this. A little-known life-threatening food allergy that is triggered by a tick bite could be affecting hundreds of thousands of people in the U.S. The CDC uh, warned in its Morbidity and Mortality <laughs> Weekly report on Thursday. I didn't realize that they did had that kind of report, but... Well, I don't they, trust anything the CDC says. Well, yeah, they've certainly uh, <laughs> they shot themselves in the foot many times now. But look at the way it's worded. A food allergy, which should have been known. I mean, maybe they, you know, I, if it would have said something about a foodborne Ill, uh, virus or you know, something like that. But a food allergy. And then just to make sure we got your attention, they say what? It's life threatening. Hmm. Hmm. So once again, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, and that would be what's going on with the Biden family. And uh, again, the headline yesterday that that uh, Hunter Biden uh, was brought up on federal tax evasion charges. Uh, you know, here they Biden the Biden administ- the O Biden administrations hired or wants to hire eighty seven thousand agents to reek out every last cent from the American public but yet these guys up there again it's the rules are for everybody else and not for them just take a look at the whole climate change conversation with john Kerry, or we see the the it, it clearly is tax evasion each of these politicians they set up these nonprofits so that donors can donate to that and then they can take money out for themselves and their families i mean it's really quite the the shell game if you will steve <laughs> it is and then last but not least, well, okay, you're already re- referring to it, is this flood of new charges against Donald Trump from the special counsel, you know, Jack Smith from the Department of Justice, I guess, or the Department of Injustice. Why now? I wonder. Are we in election season? And as you said, that uh, Trump is doing very well in the polls. I did see another headline that came across. It said uh, that Trump has just been indicted for uh, cutting off a mattress tag off a mattress in 1997. 
Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. That's that's terrible. That's where we are. Uh, I, next- I did that once, but I, I didn't get caught. But don't, don't tell anybody. <laughs> you know what? It took me a while to figure out that I could actually take those tags off and nobody showed up at the door. But I guess I shouldn't admit that because maybe now somebody will. <laughs> maybe we'll have adjoining cells. Yeah. True that. Okay, next thing, if you wondered if we have two sets of justice here in America, this is from uh, MSN. It says, the Justice Department has agreed to drop charges against disgraced cryptocurrency mogul Sam Bankman-Fried as part of an uh, extradition agreement between the U.S. and Bahamas per multiple reports. Now, remember when they... uh, uh, arrested him, and there was the whole perp walk, and that was all done so that the American public would think, oh, we're we're getting the guys that are defrauding people. And as we also realized, um, Bankman-Fried and his parents uh, gave significant amount of money to Democrat candidates, Democrat um, uh, initiatives. Uh, well, I guess it would be candidates primarily. And uh, guess what? Looks like he's going to walk. Imagine that, Steve. Well, when they specifically spell it out in terms of those those contributions being made specifically to the 2020 campaign for President Joe Biden. Yes. So, hey. Okay. Next thing, this is from the Colorado Sun, and this is good news. This uh, headline is, Colorado would not ban the abortion pill reversal under the draft rule. And uh, so that is... That is good news, uh, and uh, I, we probably need to keep a keep an eye on that. But that is a headline that is uh, certainly uh, blessed news. Next thing, uh, so many of you are hearing about Proposition HH, which was uh, Senate Bill three hundred three. It was passed by the Senate uh, very hastily at the end of the legislative session. It was signed into law. By Governor Polis, and what it uh, does, it, it's referred a measure to the Colorado ballot uh, that will be on, on the ballot this November. And uh, in essence, under the guise of some property tax relief, uh, and it might relieve some property taxes on the short term. Over the long term, though. Uh, it will basically gut TABOR, Colorado's Taxpayers' Bill of Rights. And so in essence, for some, some supposed purported property tax relief on the short term, they are asking that they can take our uh, – the state can have our, our TABOR tax refunds basically into perpetuity. It's a very complicated uh, ballot question. It's 48 pages long. It's complicated. It's convoluted. And just on those merits, or non-merits, I guess I should say, uh, we we should vote no. But as the new president of the Colorado Union of Taxpayers, uh, we weighed in on it yesterday. Yesterday was the due date for the uh, round of comments for the second draft of the information that will go into the Blue Book. So uh, Natalie Minton had gone through and redlined quite a bit of the the analysis, and so we basically concurred with what she is suggesting. But I did suggest that they add this fifth, uh, a fifth um, argument against. I'm not sure it'll make it in, but I thought I would share it with you. 
Uh, I said, Coloradans are facing an historic increase in residential property values, which will result in significantly higher property taxes for homeowners and businesses. Proposition HH purports to provide property tax relief. It is really a bait and switch at the expense of Coloradans' TABOR refunds forever. By allowing the state to retain additional revenue, our TABOR refunds, it hurts the everyday hardworking people of Colorado because the state keeps more of our money and we have less of our money. Prop HH is a hastily written, convoluted 48-page measure that further complicates our property taxes. It is time for real property tax simplification and reform for Coloradans. And so that's what uh, we submitted on behalf of CUT. We'll see if that makes it in the blue book, Producer Steve. 48 pages, huh? 48 pages. Yes, it is. And uh, we dissect all these things because we have great sponsors. And one of those is Johnny Stubbs Heating and Air Conditioning Services. And the owner, John Lennon, is on the line. John, welcome to the show. Good morning, Kim. How are you doing today? I'm well. And we know it's Friday when we have you on the line. So I've got a question for you. Though with these hot days, uh, many times the main floor, well, the basements stay really cool. The main floor is the temperature people want. But the, the second floor, the upper floors, don't seem to cool off as much. What can people do about that, John? Well, there's a number of things, and a lot of people think that closing down your registers on the main level and try to push that air up um, is one of those solutions, and actually it's not. So as we gain heat in the house, closing down the main level, heat just rises more from that level to the upper level. Now we're really not able to keep up. So if we can close down the basement, that helps. Um, There's also... Other ways, you know, we can look at doing a new system that's got an ECM motor. A lot of homes, obviously, are older, um, especially in the area I work in. So we've got PSC motors, and they cavitate at a certain static pressure in the ductwork. So if we go to an ECM motor, we're able to get a little bit more airflow. Um, so more air into the space will help condition it better. Um, and then if we really want to solve the problem exponentially, then we can always look at zoning the system or putting a second system into the attic space and having it cool from the top down. Oh, okay. What about zoning? Is that something that can be done with existing units, or is the, what, what, what happens with that? So zoning the system is just putting in dampers in place. Um, if you have a finished basement, it becomes a little bit more expensive because we do have to get to the ductwork. So, um, and there's two ways to do it. We can reduct. Um, from the furnace out and do two different sets with dampers or we can go on each leg individually so um, and it just really depends on if the basement's finished or not okay Uh, yeah it sounds like it would be a little more complicated if the basement is finished but I think people are probably asking this question as we're having these hot temperatures now and uh, again uh, if people need if individuals need any help with with these questions, I'd highly recommend that they reach out to you, John. How do they find you? Um, so you can find us online at johnnystubbsservices.com and or call our office, and I'm always happy to come out and just uh, look over your home. And that phone number is 720-369-7589. And all that information is on my website as well. Just go to Sponsors, the Sponsor tab, and click on that, and uh, you'll find Johnny Stubbs uh, Heating and Air Conditioning Services there as well. So that's Johnny Stubbs Services. Uh, John, anything else people should be thinking about this week? 
Um, just make sure you've got new filters in your systems and uh, keep them changed on a regular basis. Uh, the less restrictive during the summertime is better in the aspects of that airflow. The more air we can move through the house, the more conditioned it will be. Okay. Johnny, uh, John Lennon, thank you so much. And that's Johnny Stubbs Heating and Air Conditioning Services. And again, you can get that information at my website or that's johnnystubbservices.com. John, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thank you, Kim. Have a great weekend. Absolutely. And my friends, I highly recommend each and every one of uh, my sponsors. And uh, a great way to support the show is if you need their goods or services, give them your business. There are always opportunities in changing markets, and the metro real estate market is no exception. That is why you need to work with seasoned REMAX Alliance realtor Karen Levine when you buy your home, sell your home, consider the opportunities of a new build, or explore investment properties. Rising interest rates are spurring creativity, innovation, and opportunity in the real estate and mortgage markets. Kim Munson highly recommends award-winning REMAX realtor Karen Levine. Call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate questions. That's 303-877-7516. Pain can be exhausting and frustrating, and Kim was recently experiencing hip pain from life's wear and tear. Dr. Craig Stimson with Advantage Wellness Center was able to help. For over 35 years, Dr. Craig Stimson has been helping individuals and their entire families with non-surgical and drugless treatments to address sports injuries, back and neck pain, headaches, joint pain, and auto accident injuries. Call Dr. Craig at 303-691-1771 today for your appointment. Dr. Craig Stimson, he can help you too. That number is 303-691-1771. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Monson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And uh, Rick Turnquest is on the line. It's a Rick Turnquest Friday, and uh, he has moved to Oklahoma. And... Rick, you can't even imagine how proud uh, producer Steve is of that bumper music. Well, I love it every time I hear it. It makes me laugh. Uh, <laughs> as I say every time, it, it is windy here in Oklahoma, and uh, we've had uh, quite an interesting uh, run of weather lately. It's been rainy up until just recently, and uh, I guess it's been super rainy in Colorado as well. So uh, the weather is just uh, throwing stuff at us, and it always changes, and that's part of the fun of living on this planet so it's all good yeah well it is and let's jump in here this uh this essay that you've written is a very important piece and uh, i was talking about the the uh, united states women's soccer team and uh, there's this controversy of them not respecting the anthem and the flag um but it didn't just happen. It's it was things that been ha- they've been taught or they've been told, and so many of our young people are being taught capitalism bad, socialism good. And you've written this piece: free market capitalism versus socialism. So where do you want to start, Rick? 
Well, I was one kind of reminiscing uh, back to the first day of college in uh, when I was in in uh, the University of New Mexico, and it was the day that Ronald Reagan was inaugurated for his first term. And I went to a, uh, one of my first day of class for a history class called Western Civilization, and the professor is all, "Oh my gosh, it's the end of the world. Ronald Reagan's taking office today, and we're all doomed." And, and uh, you know, despite that, I, I really enjoyed that professor in that class. It was one of the best classes I ever took. And then, so quick the question day, though: He was teaching Western Civilization, but but lamenting yeah, yeah. that Reagan was elected, so did right. he? Was he tearing? Did he tear down Western civilization, or do you oh, think you got a good education, no. or what? Oh no, no, no! He was he was not tearing down Western civilization civilization at all. He was, in fact, very much building it up, and uh, and he was very passionate about uh, teaching the history of, of our civilization and and he helps me to develop my my lifelong love of western civilization and, and gratitude for the civilization we live in he was a great professor i don't know why he was against reagan and maybe he changed his mind over the years but uh you know that 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 remark of his uh, really really stood out in my memory and obviously i still think of it uh yeah, interesting. So years later yeah, and then later that that same day, I went to a, a macroeconomics class, and uh, and the professor was delighted that Ronald Reagan was taking office, and and he said something to the effect that uh, that uh, the grownups were in charge now. So he <laughs> he he really and uh, you know it's it's funny I don't remember his name at all, but uh, but he was a really good professor as well, and I learned a lot in his class, and, and one of the things I learned and. Growing up, uh, you know, when I was in this class, I was probably about 21, 22 years old. And, uh, and growing up, I, I was a child of the 60s and 70s. And so I was kind of, you know, faintly a hippie type guy, long hair. People said I looked like Robert Plant. And, uh, and I uh, kind of had these vague leftist ideas, like why should there be billionaires and stuff like that. And I went to this economics class and... I quickly learned uh, about how the economy really works. I learned about money and banking, supply and demand, the money supply, uh, how how it all works, and and just how much money. And this is back in the '80s. Keep in mind, uh, early '80s. Just how much of the federal budget was uh, what are called transfer payments, where they take money from one set of people and give it to another set of people. And that kind of turned me away from the ideas of, of leftism and into the conservative path that I've followed ever since. Uh, and I, I just have to add another book that I read in college that really influenced my views was uh, Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. Uh, that book uh, very much put me in, into the libertarian part of the uh, conservative world. So uh, those so a lot of kids go to college and you know turn into leftists, and I went into college kind of being a little bit of a leftist and, and emerged as a lifelong uh, libertarian conservative. Wow. Wow, that's, uh, that's impressive. So uh, so many of our kids are going to college and coming out as kind of radical leftists. So it's important that we can, you know, that we have this conversation. So uh, continue on. What's the next thing that you want to highlight? Well, I just want to point out that a lot, of, as you say, Kim, education is important, and that's why it's the, the key battle in, in, uh, that we're fighting today for the future and why, why what children are being taught is so important. And uh, I think that part of the reason why 
people think that socialism is a good idea is maybe they don't teach Western civilization or, or macroeconomics in, in uh, universities anymore. And, uh, and that's a real shame because uh, if you don't know where you've been, you don't know where you can go. And if you don't understand how the world works, you're going to support idiotic ideas like socialism and uh, reparations and high taxes and all that kind of stuff. And, and another thing to point out is, is this is not, I didn't write about this in the piece, but it just occurred to me is we we're clearly seeing a two tiered system of justice here in the United States. It's, it's very, very clear to any objective person that Hunter Biden is a criminal or alleged criminal or a potential criminal. Everyone's innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. But he's he's got some serious charges against him that are being swept under the rug because he's the president's son. And think about think about how he was openly selling influence and, and raking in millions of dollars that he really didn't earn through any productive labor. Uh, simply because he was the son of the uh, then vice president. So this is corruption on a, on a galactic scale. And people are talking about UFOs. I mean, it just it's so amazing to me that, that, uh, that this is going largely unremarked. And it's, it, it's 50 years ago, the Bidens would be hounded from public life. But now, apparently, nobody really cares. And uh, the, but that's how this that how it's work how it works in socialist societies. You have a small elite who live the good life, and they the laws don't apply to them. They can do whatever they want as long as they stay in the good graces of the of the big guy. Uh, they they're fine. You know, if they fall into disfavor with the big guy, of course, then they're shipped off to the gulag or shot in the head. But uh, that's that's. That's what happens in a socialist society is, is there's definitely a two-tiered system of justice there and a two-tiered economics. There's a small elite who lives well and the, the large majority of people live uh, in misery. Whereas in, under a free market capitalist society, the laws apply equally to everyone. Corruption, uh, while it's always going to be there, it's not tolerated. It's uh, prosecuted when it, when it happens and when it surfaces and uh, people will generally want to vote for people of good moral character, uh, not people whose sons are uh, crackheads and, and uh, father children with strippers who you then deny. So it's it's just a, a very clear lesson on current events today are a very clear lesson on just how far down the rabbit hole of socialism our country is going. And uh, if we're going to survive as a country, we really need to uh, arrest that decline and, and reclaim the, the values of, uh, of free market capitalism and limited government. Okay, so Rick, we were talking about students, college students. Uh, I know many college students, college graduates, uh, say, well, so-and-so has billions of dollars. Of course, it's these um, these uh, very wealthy uh, elites that have billions of dollars. This, these, social, these young kids are saying, why should anybody have that much money? We could just take some of their money and distribute that, and that would help people. Uh, what would you say to that, Rick Turnquist? Well, the reason they have that much money is because they earned it. They created the value that, that made that possible. And the best example I can think of is Jeff Bezos, uh, who created Amazon. And back in the day when he created Amazon, and, and let's not make any mistake, you know, 
it's not sugarcoated here. Jeff Bezos came from a well-off family. He had a really good education and he had a really good job. Uh, he could have lived a very comfortable upper-class life uh, if he had not started uh, Amazon, but he took the risk of starting this business. And what a crazy idea, selling books on the internet. And uh, and now Amazon's grown into this business that takes it, it takes it gives us all so much more time. So it used to be that when I wanted a book, I had to get in my car and drive to the mall or a bookstore and go into a bookstore and find the book and pay cash for it. And, uh, and then I could read the book, but now I can go on a website and, and look at a book and order it. It used to be that you had to jump in your car and go to the video store and walk around and, and stand in line and rent a video. And now you can just, with a click of a mouse, you can rent any movie you want practically. So it, it's given us friction-free transactions and it's given us more time to do other things than standing in line or going to stores and things like that. And, and so much more, but he created all that. And so he's earned, he created a business that's worth that much money and he had a stake in it that's worth whatever it was. And uh, it's his money to do with what he wants. Now, there's a difference between somebody who earns a billion dollars and somebody who inherits a billion dollars. And uh, I have a little less respect for the latter person because they didn't do anything to earn that money except be born to somebody. So uh, it's what they do with it that's important. Uh, but the fact that uh, that Jeff Bezos or, or Elon Musk or whoever, you know, these other billionaires earned their money, I don't have a problem with that. Well, and so a couple of things on that, Rick. First, I totally agree. So if you have a, a product or a service that people are willing to exchange their hard-earned dollars for because they believe that it will improve their lives or it's something that they need. And and a lot of people will exchange their dollars for that. That's how people get wealthy because uh, there's this value for value. People say, you've created this. I find value in it. I'll trade my dollars for that. And again, if a lot of people believe that and trade their dollars for that, that person becomes wealthy. The, the problem that can start to occur then is cronyism. And they, they, there had been the term crony capitalism. And those two words should not be in the same sentence because what so many of these young kids look at and, and demonize it, and they've called it capitalism, but it's actually cronyism. And then that's when big business and big government get in bed together. Uh, and uh, the big business uses government to maybe put in rules and regulations or fines or whatever to squelch new competition coming up, to squelch those new ideas. And so it's important that this this one of the things that these kids are being taught to demonize is not capitalism. What it is is cronyism. Um, so that's my thoughts, your take on that. Oh, that's a great point, Kim, and I'm so glad you brought that up. Uh, the term crony capitalism is, is really not an accurate term at all. It's more crony statism in my mind. And uh, when you have government and business uh, that are cooperating to suppress competition or to uh, set prices or whatever. Or censor voices. The that's, that's the, yeah, that's the opposite of free market capitalism, right? Uh, free market capital, capitalism is based on free exchange, and uh, nobody has to do anything they don't want to do. So if I if somebody's offering a product, uh, and this happens all the time, right? If for for example, I'm into photography. If somebody's offering a lens for two thousand dollars, but I only want to pay a thousand dollars, I'm not going to buy it. 
Um, but at the same time, if I can find the same lens used or whatever for 1100 maybe I will. But uh, you don't have to – so under free market capitalism, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. But when the state and the big business get uh, together, then it's it's quite quite different. And, and you're right. The crony statism is, is anything but – free market capitalism. And sadly, it happens all the time. And what's so funny is I was growing up, uh, the left, the Democrats, were always attacking big business because they said, kind of in the communist mindset, that big businesses are oppressing the workers and blah, blah, blah. But nowadays, all your big businesses are pretty much run by leftists. And uh, they're following all these DEI and ESG initiatives and blah, blah. And and uh, big business is anything but uh, true to the principles of free market capitalism. When you use your market power to suppress competition, uh, then then you've gone beyond uh, capitalism into something else. Uh, it was such an important conversation, and I'm talking with Rick Turnquest regarding his essay that will roll out this weekend, Free Market Capitalism versus Socialism. And uh, we are engaging in this battle of ideas so that you can – um, arm yourself in these battle of ideas to have these conversations with those in your life, uh, because uh, these these argue these, these um, conversations need to be had. Otherwise, we will lose this beautiful country that we have. And and uh, so it's so important to engage in these ideas. We get to do this because of great sponsors like Lauren Levy. Knowledge is power. A reverse mortgage can be an important financial tool for individuals 62 and older. It is essential to understand the process so that all your questions are answered. With nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry, Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group has the experience to answer your questions. Lauren understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move, call Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Kim Munson highly recommends Lauren Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lauren at 303-880-8881. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N, You want to be proactive about protecting your home and family in light of high crime and uncertain times. You need to go to Franktown Firearms. As a family-owned and family-friendly gun store and range, Franktown Firearms invites you to train and learn together. They want you and your family to be safe and confident in using the firearms you purchase. And while most ranges will teach you to shoot down a straight line, Franktown offers a more tactical approach where you're walking, ducking, drawing in more realistic scenarios and always with safety as a top priority. Training your family to defend themselves is an important process. You need a patient and experienced trainer to work with. Franktown Firearms offers group classes, one-on-one training, and special shooting events like Tactical Fun Night to improve your skill and have fun while you're at it. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown and schedule your family's training today. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. It's finally Friday. 
It is Friday, and welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter, and you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And I wanted to mention the USMC Memorial Foundation. And in fact, I'm going to be out at the memorial this afternoon. Uh, One of the veterans that we interviewed for America's Veterans Story Show is going to be in town, Milton Goldstein. Uh, He and his wife, and uh, he has purchased a brick to honor his military service that will be on one of the pathways out there. And he said, Kim, I'm going to be in town. I'd love to meet you. And so I'm going to be out there this afternoon. Paula Sarles, the president of the USMC Memorial Foundation, will be there as well. But, uh, my friends, it is so so important to know our history, honor our history, and uh, basically say thank you to those that have given their lives or been willing to give their lives for our freedom. And a great way to do that is by contributing at USMCMemorialFoundation.org. That is USMCMemorialFoundation.org. Rick Turnquest is on the line. Uh, His essay, Free Market Capitalism versus Socialism, is so important. First question, Rick, would you say socialism, now socialism is a a political uh, entity, yes, but is it a gateway to communism, which is a political movement, or how, how would you describe those things? So actually, Kim, that's a great question. And I actually wrote an extensive essay about this called On Socialism, which is linked in the piece and is also on my website, toadvancefreedom.com. But socialism, in my view, describes that social socioeconomic system, which is based on uh, government or social ownership of the means of production and centralized planning and control. And uh, the ideas of socialism arose in the late 18th century, in response to the perceived inequities of the capitalist economies of Western Europe and the United States and the disruption caused by the Industrial Revolution. So socialism is kind of a philosophy, if you will, and communism is is the most logical form or the most pure form of socialism. So in my view, socialism and communism are almost interchangeable terms, but in communism, for sure, the, the state owns the means of production, and people aren't allowed to uh, own proper, private property except in very limited circumstances. And uh, the purest examples of, of communist countries were uh, the Soviet Union, uh, communist China back in the uh, 50s, uh, 40s and 50s uh, under Mao, and uh, current-day uh, Cuba and uh, North Korea. And you made a point that's so important, and that is under communism, the state owns all of the the productions, but yet they expect people to produce. And so, what what does that? What is that? That's slavery, right? That's exactly right. It is slavery, and and when you think about it, under communism, you don't get to do what you want. You get what the state needs you to do. And so if they need people to swab out toilets in the in the big stadium, then by gosh, you're going to be swabbing out toilets in the big stadium. If uh, the government says to a farmer, we don't need what you can produce, then they'll make you keep, they won't let you farm and, and you'll starve. And in fact, 
millions of people have starved under the communist system in both uh, the Soviet Union and in China. So it's a it's a real thing where people have literally died because of this of this philosophy. So, Rick, you're in Oklahoma, and uh, we talk regularly about rural America, and rural America um, provides affordable, abundant, efficient, and reliable energy, uh, which you, you've said that, that um, natural f- occurring fuels such as oil and gas has been one of the bedrocks, one of the foundations of everyday people thriving and prospering, but also provide food, the food that we we see in the grocery store. And I see, I'm going to say, I don't know if you can have soft communism in the same sentence, but I see this kind of soft communism uh, as uh, through pro- um I'm just going to say propaganda. It is propaganda to try to shut down our beef industry, uh, prevent people from being able to eat beef. Uh, and if people don't want to, they should have the choice not to. But to see through propaganda and policy to tr- try to shut down one food source. And then we hear these, and I have it in air quotes, sexy stories about uh, cricket farms that uh, the elites are are putting together for people to eat crickets. I see that people will starve if we continue down this. And this is happening in the United States of America, not in um, Russia or the Soviet Union back in the day. What's your thoughts? Well, Kim, I wouldn't call it communism because communism is a different thing. But what you're talking about is a very real thing. It all stems from the left's war on modern life. Um, I say that they're anti-life and they're certainly anti-modern life. And they're against beef because they think that cow farts make climate change worse. And it all comes down to their their cult-like beliefs in man-made climate change and that we have to cut out carbon emissions to uh, to save the planet. And they're they're so deluded. It just it just blows my mind. And and. As a student of history, I know that throughout history, uh, humanity has been subject to various uh, mass delusions. And uh, unfortunately, now we're in the grip of this mass delusion regarding climate change and uh, and what we need to do about it. So uh, this all of that is just part and parcel of the left's uh, belief that we need to do everything we can to minimize carbon emissions, uh, except what they don't realize is, is that most of their their proposed solutions don't do anything to reduce carbon emissions and, in fact, may increase carbon emissions, may increase pollution. Uh, lithium mining, uh, forcing children down into mines in the earth to get lithium so that a, uh, a Western lefty can feel good about their, their latte as they're sitting in Starbucks after they drove their electric car there. It's it just it's it's a it's we're, what we're seeing is we're seeing the result of a mass delusion that we need to fight against that we need to stand up for truth, reality, and our modern life. Because let me tell you, uh, people will starve if they can't eat the things they want to eat, and they will uh, not be able to get around the world if they have to uh, give up their their. They're good gas cars and use these uh, ridiculous electric vehicles. And let me tell you, I, I, every time I get gas, there's always people at the gas station getting gas in their cars. And every time I go to the grocery store and I buy, I drive by the four-station uh, EV charging center, uh, I never see anybody there. I, I mean, literally in two years here in Oklahoma, I've seen maybe one car at that charging station. Granted, I'm not there 24-7, but uh, it just seems to me that 
the, the left wants us to drive electric cars or better yet to uh, walk or take bicycles everywhere. And while I'm a cyclist myself, I realize that that's not a practical uh, form of transportation in some places like Colorado. I always wanted to ask these, uh, these Colorado legislators, okay, do you ride your bike in 20 degree below weather or in a humongous blizzard from your home in Northland down to the capital? I don't think so. Correct. Rick, this has gone way too quickly. Again, this uh, essay will be rolled out this weekend uh, free, um, in the um, newsletter, Free Market Capitalism versus Socialism. And I wanted to talk about estate taxes. We're not going to have time. We've got a minute. So how do you want to um, wrap this up, Rick Turnquist? Well, I think that everybody uh, should should take a hard look at, at uh the things they enjoy in their lives and, and, and think about how they're under threat from, uh, from the eco left and the socialist left and, and, and think about how they can stand up for, uh, for what they value in their lives. I mean, every, all of us, all, all of us, uh, enjoy our modern life and it's under threat and, uh, we all need to recognize that and stand up for, uh, stand up for our modern lives. And, uh, and and what that really is is liberty, and and it goes the modern life. It's the this vision of a of America that we're all created equal, and therefore we have these rights from God of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Rick Turnquist, uh, really a thought provoking essay. Highly recommend that people check that out uh, this weekend. It's, it'll be on my website and sign up for that weekly newsletter. So be well, and we'll talk to you next uh, next month. Thanks, Rick. All right. Thanks, Kim. Our quote for the end of the show is Abraham Lincoln. He said, those who deny freedom to others deserve it not for themselves and under a just God cannot long retain it. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals and like Superman, stand for truth, justice and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you. God bless America. Stay tuned for hour number two. and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station. It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story. An early childhood taxing district? What on earth is that? The latest in politics and world affairs. I don't think that we should be passing legislation that is so complicated that people kind of throw up their hands and say, oh, I can't understand it. Today's current opinions and ideas. It's not fair that just because you're big business that you get a break on this and the little guy doesn't. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show, our number two. Thank you so much for listening. You're each treasured. You're valued. You have uh, purpose. My, my friends today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. We were made for this moment. Thank you to the team I work with, producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Echo, Charlie, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. 
It is a great Friday. It was a Rick Turnquest Friday in the hour number one, and it is a Lauren Levy and Karen Levine Friday in hour number two. So, Lauren Levy, great to have you here. Hey, Kim. It's great to be back. <laughs> and uh, Karen Levine, it's great to have you back as well. Well, it's fabulous to be back in the lovely state of Colorado. You have been gone for a little while. I have. I've been exploring the world, and it had, was an interesting journey. Uh, that's awesome. Yes. I'm so excited uh, because um, you've been gone for a little while. You got back this week. Uh-huh. Jet lag. Is jet lag a real thing? It is a totally real thing. Totally. Um, we got back late Monday night, and my thinking was... If I just can stay up until 10 or 11, um, I should be exhausted because I would have been up for 24 hours and I will sleep an eight-hour segment. Oh, no, no, no. I was up at 6. And I'm like, (laughs) what in the heck is this about? And then you put a work day in and then you hit a wall at like 3 and you're like, what's the deal? And you get brain fog. It's very real. So I have sympathy for those who travel and yet... Not really, because we got to travel. Yes, yes, and uh, traveling is, is is regular people being able to to see the world. It's a pretty amazing thing. But uh, I know that Steve, you said the week has gone by so quickly because we've just had a, a great week of guests, and we're finishing it off with Lauren and Karen. Well, you just took the words right out of my mouth. We talked about the other two individuals Monday, today, we're at TurnQuest, and now these two. Yep. So Brad Beck early in the week. So check out the website. That's KimMunson.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You'll get first look at our upcoming guests as well as our most recent essays. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And be sure uh, make sure you're signed up for our weekly newsletter because we will be rolling out both Brad Beck's essay and Rick Turnquest's essay this weekend. And so you want to get first look at that. Okay, Lauren and Karen, I put in front of you my new marketing brochure. And uh, the photos in that, Zach had said to me, Kim, you've got to get some new photos. And uh, so I uh, did. I reached out to Janssen Photography. They are located in Lakewood, Colorado. And uh, they specialize in uh, portraits of families, senior portraits, portraits of children, and then these all-important business and political photos. So, Lauren, what do you think of the the, uh, brochure? It's it's just lovely. <laughs> I think they made me look pretty good. Yeah, they do great touch-ups. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah they do. Wow. <laughs> uh, they, just kidding. Just kidding. They actually do amazing work. And what's we talk about the small world. Uh, our uh, operations manager and our team at Devito Dreammakers. All her kids have had their senior pictures done by Jansen. Oh, and I had a listener that reached out last week and said that that they had had portraits taken of their children. And, of course, the children have grown up. And what a treasure that is. So you can get more information and see just beautiful photos by going to JansenPhotography.com. That's JansenPhotography.com. So our word of the day is quagmire. It's a, and, uh, it's a noun. It could be, one, a bog that has a surface that yields when stepped on, also called a quagmire. Or two, a difficult or precarious situation from which extrication, I'll have to have that as be a new word, is almost impossible. And do you think that uh, the Hunter Biden, or Hunter Biden's getting into such a quagmire that maybe uh, he won't be able to 
skirt out of this one. It's uh, so interesting what is happening. Can and you repeat the beginning of that definition? Yeah. It's about a, standing on a bog? Yeah, a bog that has a surface that yields when stepped on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Quicksand. Okay. Kind of like quicksand. <clears throat> I re- do you, did you ever play quicksand as a kid? Huh? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember. We, we played that one. <laughs> Never mind. He's also a guy from the Family Guy. Quagmire. <laughs> Quagmire. That's his name? That's a character of the Family mm-hmm. Guy, yeah. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize that. Okay, our quote for, uh, for the day is from Medal of Honor recipient Melvin E. Biddle. Um, United States Army, born 1923, died in 2010. And I'm taking this from this great quote book from the Medal of of Honor quote book um, that has been published by the Center for American Values. And they're located in Pueblo, Colorado. Uh, Just uh, would highly recommend that you take the time to go down uh, and uh, see their portraits of valor. They are open seven days a week, uh, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And um, It'll, it's very inspiring to do that. And again, you can get more information at AmericanValueCenter.org. But he says this. He says, we are extremely lucky to live in a nation where the dreams for our lives can be fulfilled. And I think we take that for granted quite often uh, here in the United States of America. And, and Karen, you've been, been traveling. Uh, what, what would you say, uh, United States, compared to where, where all you've been? Interesting you would ask that question from the standpoint that as I had the privilege to meet a lot of different people, um, we traveled Greek islands and then we went to Spain. And I actually talked to uh, a sole proprietor in Spain. She um, did uh, nails, no, yes, and massage. And we talked about her business and very much um, a woman of capitalism and the tyranny that Spain is fighting there as far as taking away their rights. And they had an election on Sunday for a new president, and I've been remiss in finding out how that went. Um, But it was interesting to see um, voter registration in all the towns we went in, people, you know, trying to get people, you know, to vote, um, the concern of voting, um, and the fact that obviously I talk a lot about housing. Housing across the world is being threatened. And, and everywhere I went, people said the cost of housing is so expensive. Rent is expensive. This is, exp- you know, it's expensive. It was a consistency. And then I heard our famous quote, Kim. Well, you know, they don't want us to own anything by 2030, and they're doing a pretty darn good job. So well, that rhetoric is not just happening here. And that is the World Economic Forum. They have it there. Uh, the goal is by 2030, we will own nothing and be happy about it. And Karen, I'd heard about the World Economic Forum and all that. And this was pre-COVID. You and I decided to do a show on it. And I remember us sitting across from each other. And it was almost kind of like we felt like, I know that people are thinking this is tin hat stuff, but we need to talk about it. And that was eye-opening for you as well. Well, but- I, you know, you just can't believe there there is, as you said in the first out, that cronyism worldwide mm-hmm. and that this group of people can get together and determine the future of the world they're that trying. is very scary they're they're trying mm-hmm. and Lauren I'm concerned with higher and higher taxes that we are ultimately going to price people a- out of their homes and uh, this prop HH that's going to be on the ballot this November it's a 48-page 48 48 piece of legislation that's been referred to the, the 
ballot by this legislature and this governor to it purports to try to help with these higher property taxes that we're going to be facing here in Colorado. But in essence, what it does, it will will let we be giving up our Tabor refunds forever. And so it's a very bad idea. But I do agree that we need to do property tax reform and simplification. What do you think? I agree. I think it's interesting always because uh, as long as I've worked with you on this show now, I don't know how many people even know what Tabor is on a daily basis. You know, if you say, oh, you're going to give up your Tabor refund, I don't think they even know. They know they get a check once in a while. Yeah. But I don't think they know why. They should listen to the show more often, shouldn't they? I know. They? Yeah. I mean, until I started listening to the show, honestly, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's not out there. Well, and I think what's interesting is it's the bad guy. And I started, as you have educated us, you've educated listeners, I am in the same boat as Lauren. I'm like, well, this Tabor refund seems to be, or the Tabor Act or whatever, seems to be an obstacle. Because when I get in front of elected officials, they talk about how it keeps them from doing this and it keeps them from doing this. And we have to have workarounds for this and workarounds for that. And then I got smarter and started to watch. And I'm like, wait a minute. We elected you to represent us, and part of that representing us is to uphold the things that we've already passed in. Instead of trying to tear it down. Tear it down, um, which causes us to have to do a lot more work. But I think it's that misunderstanding and the rhetoric out there around it. And I am in agreement with you. This Prop HH um, is... It, it is a bait and switch. It is we're going to help you with your property taxes temporarily, and not all of you. It's very it's very selective, right? Because it's forty eight pages of selections. Yes, forty eight pages, and you have to apply, and that doesn't that particular property doesn't doesn't fit the criteria, et cetera, et cetera. But the reality is, they're trying to get rid of Tabor. That is it, and so I mentioned in the first hour. Uh, so for the blue book, and a lot of people look at the blue book, it's also very convoluted, and you'll have different entities that weigh in, and then there's kind of this jiu-jitsu from our word of the day, I think from yesterday, of the for and the against, and, and so they go through these different drafts of the blue book. And so as president of the Colorado Union of Taxpayers, I weighed in yesterday. First thing, Natalie Minton, who was on the show, she is with the Tabor Foundation, had gone in and made a whole bunch of uh, suggestions, very good suggestions. So I said the Colorado Union of Taxpayers concurs with her, her suggestions. But then I, I, I requested that they put... There's four arguments against right now, and I have written a fifth that I would like to share with you. And the fact that I use the word bait and switch, um, one of my fellow um, cut board members said it will not see the light of day in the, <laughs> in the blue book. So right. I will share it with you now. I said Coloradans are facing a historic increase in residential property values, which will result in significantly higher property taxes for homeowners and businesses. And so what I did is uh, that was one of the first statements on the four that Coloradans are facing uh, historic increase. So I thought I'm going to take their language and agree with it Mm -hmm. because it's true. Proposition HH 
purports to provide property tax relief. It is really a bait and switch at the expense of Coloradans' Tabor refunds forever. By allowing the state to retain additional revenue, our money, our Tabor refunds, it hurts the everyday hardworking people of Colorado because the state keeps more of our money and we have less of our money. So Prop HH is a hastily written, convoluted, 48-page measure that further complicates our property taxes. It is time for real property tax simplification and reform for Coloradans. So we'll see if that sees the light of day. And thrilled to have in studio with me two of my great sponsors. They, they've sponsored both the shows, America's Veteran Stories and the Kim Munson Show, and that's Lauren Levy. He is a mortgage expert, and Karen Levine with Remax Alliance. And uh, another great sponsor of the show is Johnny Stubbs Heating and Air Conditioning Services. We talked with him in hour number one. Rosie's doing it. So is Yvonne. Same with Lori. Michelle's been at it since February of last year. Jody started the year before that, and guess what? They're all saving by doing so. What's that? Oh, the doing part? They're using the Drive Safe and Save app from State Farm. Then they're saving up to 30% and more on their auto insurance. How about you? Are you ready to get at it and save? Call Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance at 303-795-8855. Don't delay. Call Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance at 303-795-8855 today. There are always opportunities in changing markets, and the metro real estate market is no exception. That is why you need to work with seasoned REMAX Alliance realtor Karen Levine when you buy your home, sell your home, consider the opportunities of a new build, or explore investment properties. Rising interest rates are spurring creativity, innovation, and opportunity in the real estate and mortgage markets. Kim Munson highly recommends award-winning REMAX realtor Karen Levine. Call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate questions. That's 303-877-7516. Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James Lyons-Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about Popular Rationalism at KimMunson.com. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. It's Friday! Indeed, it is Friday, and welcome back to The Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And uh, we did just recently run the spot for the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. And he is such a great sponsor of the show. And he was in earlier this week, and we did some recordings. And he's been in business for 47 years and he is he and his team strive for excellence each of my sponsors strive for excellence and i highly recommend each and every one of them so when you're looking at um, needing their goods or services uh, if you would give them your your business that would be greatly appreciated and a new a new sponsor of the show is boson law and boson law fights for clients who have been injured or family members who have lost a loved one due to the careless reckless or wrongful conduct of others whether injured in a car accident suffered an injury due to a product or bad pharmaceutical drug 
or need help fighting for medical medical care and benefits following an accident at work, don't go it alone and uninformed. Boson Law is the law firm you need in your corner. And time is of the essence with any personal injury claim. Call 303-999-9999 to schedule a complimentary appointment. That number again, you can probably remember that. That's 303-999-9999. Call now. So again, very pleased to welcome Boson Law as a sponsor of the show. In studio with me is mortgage expert Lauren Levy and uh, Remax Alliance realtor Karen Levine. Lauren, they raised them again, and mm-hmm. that was just the other day. The Fed raised interest rates. We're at a 22-year high. Yep. I can't see how this is good for the economy. It's not supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, that seems like a quagmire to me. <laughs> and they're trying to slow it down, right? We talk about that and. Um, so it's not supposed to be good for the economy. It's supposed to be good for inflation. And, and inflation it down, is, that's the, th- the theory. And inflation is caused by government action. This is, it, this isn't it, no, it is interesting because you have the Fed kind of working. You know, there's two types of what they call monetary policy, right? There's monetary policy, which is the Fed, and then there's fiscal, which is the government. So you have the Federal Reserve trying to control things that the Congress has done, like the Recovery Act and... Mm-hmm. You know, pumping tons of money out there, and then the Fed trying to reel it back in a little bit. Yeah, it uh, certainly goes against Adam Smith's invisible hand of mm-hmm. the economy, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of an invisible hand, it looks like we have a very visible hammer. Right now we do, yep. Mm-hmm. So what about people that want to buy a home? What do they do? Well, they hopefully get into a home now, like, if they need to and want to, and then, like we talk about, everyone talks about this, is we hope that they can afford it and have affordability now, and then if and when rates do come down, they can take advantage of it like we did in the past. I always tell my clients that call me, you know, we had a whole, almost a whole generation now of people that are used to these rates in the twos and threes, mm-hmm. and I'm not that, I mean, I'm older, but I'm not so old. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I bought my first house in 2001, so that was, what, 20 years ago, and I paid eight and a quarter. I remember specifically that was my interest rate. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, eight and a quarter. That's what it was. And now we're in like the lower sevens right now, right? And I refinanced that thing from eight and a quarter all the way down to probably, well, I've ended up getting a new house. But that particular house probably refinanced it all the way down to four. Mm -hmm. Three or four times I refinanced it on the way down. So we hope that that's the case again. People buy now at seven and a half and hopefully in six or eight months or a year they can get down to seven or six and a half and we'll just have to see. So what I'm also seeing, though, so when you bought your house in 2001, we didn't have this uh, lack of supply like we have now. So people are getting squeezed another way as well. And, Karen, uh, we're really getting squeezed on supply. And, again, the supply is being held down because of public policy. And uh, somebody sent a text to me the other day and also a story that it is, um, you know, the the border, the southern border is wide open. But yet the uh, elite um, leftists in many of these blue cities or blue blue towns, they're putting a border around their uh, around their towns like Boulder. There is an urban corridor boundary. And so they seem to like a, a fence there, if you will. And that just makes housing even more expensive. So. Where we're at right now with uh, public policy holding down the uh, uh, building of new single-family homes and interest rates so high, 
this uh, you will own nothing by 2030 and like it is be- <laughs> it, it looks like those policies are kind of coming in into play. What do you think? What I think is the American spirit will um, override all that eventually. And I say that because when you talk to to consumers, you talk to business people, you talk to worker bees, you talk to people. Regular people. Regular people understand that home ownership creates generational wealth. It creates a foundation. And they are doing what they need to do to figure it out. And they are figuring it out. And good, clean, well-priced homes are still receiving multiple offers because sellers have have watched what the market is doing and have responded as they have been um, advised by their professional consultant, in most cases, hopefully me. And they are understanding that these are the things they need to, need to do to prepare their home for sale. And their their homes are selling at fair market values. We, yes, we have seen some depreciation over the past couple of years because of the cost of housing, which is related to the rise in interest rates. But buyers will still continue to look to buy. It is more difficult. But as Lauren said, when I bought my first house, interest rates were 13 and a half. And I did what was called an adjustable rate mortgage, and I did a good one. There were some not very good loans out there, and that's why you need someone like Lauren to walk you through the options. But my adjustable rate was 7.5, so it was higher than we are. So the American people, if we can keep that spirit alive, which I think the show helps to do, they will continue to figure it out. And so you're, you're alluding to innovation in the market mm-hmm. regarding the adjustable rate mortgage. And, yeah, there were some bad ones out there. Are, are mortgage companies doing adjustable rates now, or what are you seeing? Lauren they're offering you? them, but they're not the same because of the just the overall interest rate market. So we don't have, you know, you used to have, a let's say, a 30-year fix was at 7. A five-year arm would be at 5 mm-hmm. or 4.5. We don't have that that separation right now. So more more often than not, we're like, why why wouldn't you just take the thirty year and mm-hmm. have a guaranteed rate? Then who knows what it'll be in five years, right? That's not worth the risk right now. So they're out there, but they're not priced accordingly, like they should be. Or and it's just because interest rates on the low end have gone up so much with mm-hmm. the, what the Fed's mm-hmm. doing. Okay. Um, so arms right now aren't necessarily the thing. They're not a bad loan. They just don't make as much sense as they used to. Okay, because um, people can, in a way, do their own arm. Then they could get this interest rate here, and then... They, well, they wouldn't have to worry about it adjusting on them. You can just lock it in for 30 years right. at a similar rate mm-hmm. now. And then they would, at some point in time, get a... Try to dip, refinance. Refinance and get a different yep. one. Yeah. And the other thing that's holding down inventory, and, and this is all localized, right? Karen will speak to this. When you hear that housing is going down in value, a lot of times they're talking about national numbers, and Colorado, from what I can see, is holding up really well. And you just have the people that are sitting on sub-3% interest rates... They're not that moving. don't want to sell and buy something at seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Lauren, the interest rates went up so fast mm-hmm. that I also think this is by design. I can remember we've been working together for so long, and we'd say, oh, you're, you're helping people get a two-something two rate. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, they, it was the floodgates were off on interest rates, and they went up so quickly. I mean, it put some of these banking institutions into difficult situations. This just seems so irresponsible to me by the Federal Reserve. Yeah, and I, 
we've as long as we've been working together, and I don't want to say this is unintended because I know you and I talk about this, but there's consequences to everything, right? And they saw inflation, and we all saw inflation, right? I mean, gas at one point was almost five a gallon, and you could say that's the Ukraine situation or whatever it was, because in COVID it was so cheap, right? Because yeah. nobody was doing anything. I don't know the exact cause, but I know that they tried to cure inflation, and one of the victims of that was mortgage rates. Mm -hmm. But inflation was caused because of public policy. Well, it's caused because they sent everybody checks and said, go spend money, and then they didn't want you to spend it. Go figure. (laughs) It's great. We're we're living in crazy Don't Stay home, don't work, but here's money for you. Yeah. So, you know, we want you to get out there and support, you know. The big business, because they were shutting down the The unessential businesses. Mm -hmm. Uh, What a web has been woven Mm -hmm. on all of this, and it's important that we talk about it. Uh, Text line is 720-605-0647, 720-605-0647. And I know that normally we do Open Line Friday, but just the way the schedule worked, uh, it worked for Lauren and Karen to both be in today. And so we do want to hear from you. Uh, Again, the text line is 720-605-0647, but property taxes, property property ownership, all these things are such important discussions. And uh, we talked with John Lennon, another great sponsor, in our number one with Johnny Stubbs Services. It's Colorado. We want warm homes in the winter and cool, comfortable homes in the summer. Johnny Stubbs Services is the heating and air conditioning company to call to ensure that your heating and cooling systems run efficiently and last for years. Johnny Stubbs Services' team of experts provide proper guidance to help you make informed decisions about your heating and cooling needs. Kim Munson highly recommends Johnny Stubbs Services. Schedule your air conditioning check before summer arrives at johnnystubbservices.com and receive a great gift. That's johnnystubbservices.com. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Friday. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for a weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Uh, as you all know, I dearly love the USNC Memorial Foundation. Uh, they are raising money for the remodel of the Marine Memorial out at Sixth and Colfax. Uh, it was dedicated in 1977, so it's time for a remodel, and the plans are just beautiful. And with uh, Karen Levina talked about the American spirit. It is the American spirit that has stood against tyranny over the generations, beginning beginning with our founding. And uh, so it's so important to honor those that have given their lives or been willing to give their lives for our freedom. And you can help out by going to usmcmemorialfoundation.org to make a contribution. Uh, Lauren Levy, uh, he is a expert in the mortgage arena. That number is 303-880-8881. And 
you, you said that values have held up here in Colorado well. And I think people don't realize that that, that can be an opportunity in this reverse mortgage market. And there can be some real strategy uh, put in place to do that. So, for example, if people are getting squeezed or they might have an investment that they might want to make, a reverse mortgage could be a way to access additional cash, correct? Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I use examples sometimes, but we run into a lot of examples. Um, I recently got a call from a financial advisor um, who has a client that needs to make a large investment into where they're going to live in the future um, as far as one of those where you buy a home and you progress all the way through assisted living and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And it was a pretty large sum of money, and they have a home right now that they're not quite ready to sell that they could pull that money out of without pulling it out of their investments accounts, which are doing pretty well right now. Okay. So that was an alternative is take a reverse and take that money out of there because it's tax-free, not take it out of their IRA account or their regular Because they'd have to pay taxes. Taxes or long-term capital gains or short-term capital gains or all kinds of taxes in their investment accounts, and they could just take it out of their home without having to take an equity line and make payments. Okay. And so that's something that's being talked, kicked around with those folks right now. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of different ways to do it. But the, the home, most people's home equity is their largest investment in most people. They may not have a huge retirement account, but they have their, their home and their equity in there. And when they're in a pinch or they're short, that's a good place to go. Okay. What about people uh, want to pass something on to their heirs? Mm-hmm. If they get a reverse mortgage, will, will they be able to do that or what happens? Yeah, so that's one thing that people worry about is if I take the money out of my home and that's the only thing I really have to leave my children, then I'm leaving them nothing. Depending on their health and who their financial person is, we like to get involved with all those people. Because, for example, you can take out a life insurance policy with the proceeds from your home. Typically, you can leverage that up a multiple. Okay. If you take 100000 out of your home, you might be able to buy 400000 of life insurance and leave more money behind Okay. while accessing the equity in your home. Life insurance pays tax-free. So you're not leaving stocks or something else to your family that they have to pay taxes on. There's just a lot of different planning features in a reverse mortgage if someone has that desire. Okay. There's just a lot of opportunities there. Okay. But it is so important in all these things to work with good people, people that strive for excellence and, and know their market. And so, Lauren Levy, I, I highly recommend that people reach out to you. And what's your phone number again? 303-880-8881. The key is to not rush. Um, to get the children involved. And when I say children, you have to be 62 to get a reverse mortgage. So we're talking children in their 40s a lot of times, Mm -hmm. you know, 30s, 40s, 50s. So we get them involved so they know what's going on. Get the financial advisor involved if need be, the tax advisor, and have calls with all of those folks so they all are in agreement and know what's going on. Okay. That's great advice. Uh, Karen, there is opportunity, though, here in Colorado if people want to buy a home. I had gone out to the airport recently, and and I saw there's a new development out there, and it it looked uh, like the prices could be attainable Mm -hmm. for young people. So what are you seeing in the new build market? There's a lot of opportunity in the new home market. Um, Builders are carrying inventory that came back to them when interest rates started to rise and certain buyers weren't able to then afford the property, so they walked away. But those homes were already in process, and so there's a lot of incentives out there that builders are offering, whether that is buying down the interest rate or um, options that are being included 
You know, they may say, hey, you can have $10,000 in upgrades in the design center, those type of things. So each builder is looking at the market differently, but being competitive and presenting their own marketing uh, options, strategies, opportunities to the home buyer. Uh, a lot of new construction is happening, you know, outside the metro area per se or to the north, to the east, and to the south. And that's because that's where the land is. Uh, DeVito Dreammakers, the team that I'm on, just took on a listing at 144th and about Huron. And um, we're working with a builder known as Sheffield Homes. They're a local builder who has been in business since I started in this business. And they build a beautiful custom, semi-custom home, which gives a home buyer the opportunity to select one of their many plans. Or per- or if they want to go strictly custom, they can. But we have some beautiful lots up in that community known as Car Estates. And when you say that your team is working with them, so what, what does that mean exactly? We are the listing broker, so we're representing the builder, and we have those homes available uh, to start the conversation with potential buyers about building. Right now, it's dirt. It's a dirt lot, and we would sit down with you. We would consult with you. We'd talk about what it is you want in a new home. What are the attributes, the characteristics, you know, the square footage, the bedrooms, the baths, and find a plan that is suitable for you and price that out. I think the thing that the consumer needs to understand is that if a lot cost is somewhere between two fifty and 300000 you are looking at a product that's going to end up around a million to a million and a half because you generally are going to uh, multiply that by about 20% of the cost of the land okay. for your completed product. But it gives you the flexibility to build what you want okay. and to put in what you want. Whereas if you go to a, a more track home builder, you're going to get what's included. Okay. And speaking of track homes, though, with these uh, other new bills, uh, you also, I mean, you represent buyers and sellers. Mm-hmm. And if somebody is looking at uh, a new build, it's great to have you on their side of the table to it, represent them. It's super important. And they may think, you know, I'm speaking on behalf of myself. But I want listeners to understand that when you walk into a new home project, the person you're going to talk to is representing the builder and the best interest of the builder. And their job is to sell homes for the builder. If you bring me in, the builder um, has offered me a co-op commission. They will pay my fee and you will have representation. And because of my background in new construction, I can show you some of the risk in a builder contract. You can't change the builder contract, but you'll have somebody that's going to show you the the pluses, the minuses, the things to be aware of, to be cognizant of, so you can make a good buying decision. So, Karen, just I, I imagine some listeners are saying, well, wait, Karen, you're representing the builder over here, mm-hmm. um, which I feel totally comfortable about, um, but you're working with the client on this this project that you just got, but, but you're sitting down with the with the buyer and you're going through what they want and 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 you and your team are so reputable that and, and people the, can sit down yeah. and talk with you oh, about of that. course and and if we're representing both the buyer and the seller in certain instances it's called a transaction broker we can we can choose to become that which means we don't advocate for either party but when you want representation you are welcome to come out to car estates with your realtor if that's not me okay. and be represented Got as it. well so i work with both buyers and sellers 
and I do it very well as far as representation and knowing how to advocate for the party I'm representing at the time. And if it ends up being something that I sell my own listing, that party is going to understand potential risks they may or may not be taking on. Right. And so we want to make sure we disclose, as we say. Yes. Uh, in, inform everybody. Inform, everybody. yes. And what is uh, that phone number? How can people reach you? The best way to reach me is 303-877-7516. Okay. Coming in on the text line. Uh, and again, that's Karen Levine, 303-877-7516. Text line is 720-605-0647. And uh, this listener said, uh, we all know our property taxes are only high because of the mill levy number they use. Adjusting our property values generally doesn't make much of a difference because it isn't about the property values. It's all about the mill, um, uh, the mill number, and they know that. I, and I think that's a good point. I, I do think it's a couple of things, though, with this increase in our assessed valuations. Those taxes are going to go up, right? Well, mm-hmm. that's true, but the listener is also correct. Okay. So... In the past, when we have had an appreciating market and your property valuation has gone up, we have seen local government adjust mills down because they're like, oh, because property values went up, we times it by the mill, the amount of revenue to them is greater, Mm -hmm. and we, being stewards of the citizens, we don't need that much money. The problem is, is the mentality out there in the governmental world, they seem to never have enough money because they're too busy spending it on right. yeah, stuff. But that, site, that statement is a true statement. The problem is, is how do you get that mill levy adjusted? And it, mills come from schools, from fire and um, police, from special, their special, special districts, districts, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's, you know, it's a stacking Mm -hmm. thing. And yes, in the past, they adjusted the mills. So what I find with Prop HH, uh, as I was going through the language on this, Lauren, is they're using the term lost revenue to, uh, so if if in fact um, there was an adjustment on the property tax I don't think they said mills. i got to figure that out. But anyway. They're going to adjust the <coughs> property valuation in HH. Okay. So they're not affecting mills. So it's a property valuation. Uh-huh. So they're going to give a temporary relief by saying, well, your property valuation came in here. And the calculation, they times your property value by, and I don't know what that number is. It's Let's so just say it's like 6.5. They're going to adjust that number. Okay. And make whatever that number is lower, okay. but temporarily. Temporarily, and we're giving giving up. And we'll explain Tabor here in just a moment, Lauren. But so so taxes would go up significantly because property assessments have gone up significantly. So what they're using in the language from what I see in Prop HH is that they're looking at that higher revenue, and then if this is adjusted – uh, regarding the assessment on a temporary basis to here, then they are saying that this is lost revenue between here and here, but when in essence that revenue is so significantly higher because uh, of the higher assessments, but they're they're saying that that's lost revenue. It is mind-boggling to me. Well, not Lord. to mention, a, how can you lose revenue you haven't even gotten yet? Exactly. 
these everyone's gotten their alerts right there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and have been able to appeal but they haven't started paying these higher taxes yet and so the government hasn't lost anything yet right but they're using that language right. in right. what they're I they're saying can we're going to get this much now mm-hmm. but if we only get this much we need to get it back from somewhere else and the problem is we went through the largest assessed value increase we've ever had mm-hmm. you know the mill you take the assessed value times the mill that's your tax mm-hmm. right so we just went through the largest assessed value increase we've ever had. That's the shock. Right. And they could adjust the mill levy down. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk a little bit more about that here. They could also change how they assess and not assess at the highest the market ever was. Right. Yeah. Or they could take that that calculation number to the property value, property valuation and adjust it down. But I mean, there's lots of ways. But the as you said, Kim, it's the rhetoric that's used... And we're like, oh, they're losing all this money. Well, it's not money they would have had had we not had the highest appreciation in real estate during that two-year period that we've ever seen historically. Good point. Okay, it's so important that we have these conversations. <laughs> and uh, all the sponsors that I work with, I know them personally. I highly recommend them. And very lucky to have uh, in studio with me Karen Levine and Lauren Levy. And again, give these people your business. And uh, another great sponsor is uh, Dr. Craig Stimson, my chiropractor. Pain can be exhausting and frustrating, and Kim was recently experiencing hip pain from life's wear and tear. Dr. Craig Stimson with Advantage Wellness Center was able to help. For over 35 years, Dr. Craig Stimson has been helping individuals and their entire families with non-surgical and drugless treatments to address sports injuries, back and neck pain, headaches, joint pain, and auto accident injuries. Call Dr. Craig at 303-691-1771 today for your appointment. Dr. Craig Stimson, he can help you too. That number is 303-691-1771. Knowledge is power. A reverse mortgage can be an important financial tool for individuals 62 and older. It is essential to understand the process so that all your questions are answered. With nearly 20 years in the mortgage industry, Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group has the experience to answer your questions. Lauren understands that each financial transaction is personal. If you'd like to explore your options on a reverse mortgage, remodel your home, buy a rental property, or move, call Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Kim Munson highly recommends Lauren Levy for all your mortgage needs. Call Lauren at 303-880-8881. Franktown Firearms staff and customers alike are concerned with your safety and ability to shoot well. And that comes from a sense of community that they foster at their shop. The staff doesn't work on commission from sales, so there won't be any pressure to buy what you don't need. They host events like Ladies' Night every first Friday and Tactical Fun Night every third Friday because they value their community and they understand that selling the most expensive product doesn't help you learn to shoot. Your money goes further at Franktown because they'd rather you be self-sufficient with what you already own and be proficient in using it. If you're looking for a range and shop that can take you to the next level in your self-defense training, learn how to shoot in realistic scenarios from instructors who have been there, done that, then look no further than Franktown Firearms. Go to klzradio.com slash franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. 
Indeed, it is Friday, and welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for listening. I greatly appreciate you. Check out our website. That is KimMunson.com. And tell other people about the show as well. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice on an independent station searching for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Text line is 720 605 0647 and uh, you can give us a call at 303-477-5600 we're going to get to Rick and Littleton in just a moment but wanted to uh, mention Dr. James Lyons-Weiler and his IPAC-EDU courses and he is matching up great instructors with the intellectual curious at a very affordable rate so that you can inform yourself about these important issues you uh, can go to IPAC that's IPAK-EDU.org and they're getting ready for the fall semester here so take a look at those courses and again dr jack does such a great job and uh let's see i think he's going to be on here in a couple of weeks lauren you mentioned tabor and so i do just want to explain what that is it's colorado's taxpayers bill of rights uh it's known as tabor and it does three things it says to pbis hey if you want to raise our taxes that we have to pay off or that we have to pay, you just have to ask us. If you want to uh, incur debt that we're going to have to pay, like a new school bond or a mill levy override, you just have to ask us. And three, if you want to keep these Tabor refunds, that's what we're talking about on Prop HH. And so if if uh, the state, if government uh, receives more of our tax money, more revenue above a very generous formula of inflation plus population growth, then they need to return that money to us or they need to ask us. But so what under Prop HH does, they don't want to ask. Because you said something interesting, Karen, in the previous segment about PBIs, because you're very involved. You've done a lot of work at the local, state, and national level with um, elected, well, PBIs. And you said something like you can see all these gyrations that they're going through to try to uh, get around Tabor and to uh, try to get rid of Tabor. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was important, too, for people to understand. They want to keep more of our money. They do. Well, People will come present to the Realtor Association about stuff that's going on governmentally, locally, cities, counties, etc. And every time Tabor comes up and how it's this huge obstacle. Yay! And that (laughs) obstacle is a check and balance for us, the taxpayer, the citizen of Colorado, to be able to say, you know, we don't really like what you're doing there. Or we're that. No, we don't want you to raise our taxes for that person per purpose. And I find it interesting that these are people that we have elected into those positions who don't support what we support, what we supported in passing Tabor. And they did that with Gallagher. They got rid Mm -hmm. of Gallagher. Mm -hmm. And so I just think it's wise of us to be informed and understand that as a people, the majority said Tabor's a good thing, and yet the people that represent us come into rooms and tell us how bad it right. is. Gallagher, that's a whole nother thing. We right. talked about that earlier this week, but that was uh, um, Democrats and then the consultant operative Republican class that made a lot of money to uh, talk you into getting rid of the Gallagher Amendment. I recommended no vote in my voter's guide because I said our property taxes will go up significantly. And I really don't want to say, I told you so, but I told you so. Hey, Rick and Littleton, he's on the line. What's on your radar, Rick? Uh, the Constitution and Tabor. I think they go together pretty well. 
Um, but the problem is, is um, us people out here, we're all separated. We, we don't really know who to go to because it's just ourselves, And then maybe our neighbor, and who knows what our neighbor thinks. And, and in this day and age, you don't want to talk to your neighbor too much about that to government because in Hitler's day, when they did that, people disappeared. Not that it's going to get that bad, but again, and then the Second Amendment, the guns. I mean, they say when the government gets tyrannical like it's doing, well, we got them because we got guns. Well, the guns are never going to show up. We all know that. They're just a violent weapon. Nobody wants violence. So what was the gun all about? When when was it going to get triggered into being used against a tyrannical government like it says in the Constitution? I don't think it's going to ever get triggered because all these indirect moves the government does, as in the boiling frog, small changes, gradual changes, and eventually we're all under a tyrannical system. Um... I'm just confused. Okay, Rick. I don't understand why, where the, we, we have Republicans, like your lady just said, that don't really represent the people. Now, we already know that Democrats don't. They represent the government. Um, is the Republicans starting to represent the government, too? Is that kind okay. of way it's going? Rick, I thank you so much for your call. I greatly appreciate it. First of all, uh, the Second Amendment is put in place uh, for... Um, Self-defense so that we can uh, uh, defend ourselves against the bad guy. And then I'm going to let you just have whatever, think about bad guy. It could be just, (laughs) that's why we have it is self-defense. I like you. I would not like to get into a a hot discussion like that with uh, firearms regarding uh, a tyranny. And that is why battle of ideas is so important. It has been attributed to to Joseph Stalin, uh, the Soviet dictator. He said, uh, ideas are are more powerful than guns. We wouldn't let our enemies have guns, so why would we let them have ideas? So that is why what we Mm. do Monday through Friday, every day here in this battle of ideas is so important. We are Americans, the American spirit. We have that DNA in us. And I am so encouraged that more and more people are looking at what is happening out there. More and more people are engaging in these discussions. And uh, I'm, I'm encouraged, but we are in a very perilous time in America right now. I get it. Uh, but uh, Rick and Littleton, I really appreciate your call on that. Uh, now, Karen, you've been out of town, so you probably are out of the country. You probably have not seen this whole uh, discussion regarding Jason Aldean's new song, Not in a Small Town. Have you heard anything about Mm-mm. that yet? How about you, Lauren? Have you uh, seen anything on that? I, I read it just about how he was uh, supposed to play in a certain place and wasn't allowed to play. So now you have like uh, Christy Nome up in the Dakotas saying, come play here. <laughs> it's become a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it has. And it's not in a small town. And what he has done is he said, this won't happen in a small town. And then he has the has these images, these videos of the summer of love where Antifa and Black Lives Matter uh, basically destroyed. And, and I have to say that they were not racist and they destroyed everybody's businesses. But, Steve, you look like you want to weigh in on this. Well, the... Uh the song itself was probably just sitting there simmering. It, the, the, the flames on the fire or the gas on the fire was when they matched it up with all that video on YouTube, you know, made a, a, a YouTube video out of it. That really got people's attention. And then you had the, uh, 
funny. What can I find? The the women on the View. What what word can I use to describe them? They they just lost their minds. Okay, and then I I read uh, a piece by Josh Phillip in the Epic Times, uh, and Jay Davidson had sent it over. Uh, and it's a, a very important piece that basically what it is showing, it is it is us, the people, against the establishment. And so that's one of the reasons why uh, people are, are going crazy on that. But um, and to intersperse those images is so powerful. But in, in the piece it said the country music channel, I think it is, took his video down. This censorship thing is nutso. Uh, but uh, what's happening as they're taking that down is the song has rocketed to number one. And so something is happening in America. Okay, Karen, 30 seconds, your final thought. Well, it's great to be back. It's good to um, get caught up on what's been happening in um, Colorado and here at the Kim Munson Show. And it's just an honor to be a sponsor because you're doing great work. These conversations are important. And I just encourage listeners to tell their friends to tune in uh, to 560 between 6 and 8 because there's a lot we all learn. Like today, we got some more clarity on Tabor and um, the American people and the American spirit, um, I believe, will thrive. It's just going to take some work, you guys, and let's continue to be innovative and, and utilize that free market attitude and opportunity, even though... They try to shut us down. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. And uh, Lauren Levy? You know, I just wanted to touch on when I said to you that I think a lot of people don't know what Tabor is, and I'm glad you covered it. I look at just my neighborhood as a microcosm. The last few homes where families have moved in, one was from New York, one was from California. We have a very transitory state. People want to come and live here. And I don't care what age they are. If they come from a state that doesn't have a Tabor, they don't know that we do. And I think they can be based on the language of the ballots and the mm-hmm. way they read things. You know, they always say in lieu of new taxes or whatever. Right. They don't know what Tabor is. And I think they can be tricked into voting for because they're just like, I don't know what this Tabor is anyhow. Yeah, it must, must be, be bad. bad. Just, just get rid of it. So you know? we're going to be working on that. And tricked is the right word. Lauren Levy, great to have you here. 303-880-8881. Karen Levine, 303-877-7516. And I'm going to go to the first quote of the day. And that was from uh, Melvin Biddle, United States Army Medal of Honor recipient. We are extremely lucky, lucky to live in a nation where the dreams for our lives can be fulfilled. So my friends today, be grateful. Read great books. Think good thoughts. Listen to beautiful music. Communicate and listen well if honestly and authentically Strive for high ideals and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America. Views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country Station.